0: Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals, His way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people All so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey friend, thanks so much for tuning into Red Hot Mindset today. How are you doing? How is your summer going? Can you believe it's already summer? You know, something I want to talk about today really has to do with the noise going on in the world. Have you noticed all the noise lately? I have. So many voices are trying to claim their own truths, many of which sound appealing and enticing. Many of the voices actually sound like good ideas. They may even sound biblical in nature. But are they actually truths? So how do we tell if what we're hearing is right or wrong? How do we tell if a speaker is biblically sound or if they are teaching falsities? How can we identify false prophets? In a world full of noise, redefining words, changing science, and really full of self-gratification. In a world filled with the philosophy that you decide your own truths and what's right for you, the whole you do you, in a world like this, We need to heed God's word even more and cling to the truth. Seek it out and discern what is right and true and lovely and pure. In a woke culture that we live in, or a cancel culture that is prevalent right now, we are seeing more and more proclaimed Christian pastors or speakers or authors or influencers moving into the progressive space, allowing unbiblical ideals into their teachings. They don't want to offend anyone, which, of course, the gospel is offensive. It says we are all born sinners. No one is perfect. And we need someone to step in and take our place to save us. We can't do it on our own. Our culture doesn't like the idea of not being able to do things in our own strength. We should be able to do whatever we want and be whatever we want to be, right? That's what the culture says. So how do you live godly in an ungodly world? The world says you do you. So how do we discern? What do we listen to? How do we discern the voice of truth? So for this, we need to go back to Deuteronomy in a time Moses talks to the Israelites about this very thing. He warns them against listening to false prophets who sound and look good. How many of those are here today? But they are trying to lead the Israelites astray. Moses urges them to stop listening to anyone who tries Or tried to turn them from the one true God. So, as we are going through these verses and these ways of identifying false prophets, I want to encourage you to get out your Bible and study the word for yourself. Go back to these scriptures that we're reading and read the whole chapter or the chapter before and the chapter after so that you can get this in context. The context of scripture actually matters. Don't just take my word for it, I'm human. I'll probably get it wrong at times or many times before I get it right. This is why I urge you not to put your pastor or speakers or authors or anyone in influence on a pedestal. They are human and they will get it wrong. Take what is being said and go back to the word and prayer to ensure it lines up and that it is truly a word from God. This is important enough that I actually created a Sunday service workbook that you can use to take what you hear weekly at church and use it to study and apply throughout your week in your quiet time. You can use it for church or for special events with different speakers. And within it, I guide you through different questions to ask yourself as you're looking at the context of the scriptures and how it applied then and how it applies now. I know I've struggled with hearing a great Sunday message only to go home and become so consumed with the busyness of life that I forgot about it until the next week when I was back at church. This workbook will help you meditate on what you learned throughout the week and do something about it. You can find it directly on my website homepage at www.redhotmindset.com and it's free to download. I'll also leave a link in the show notes for you. Okay, let's dive into the word. We're going into Deuteronomy chapter 13, and I'm going to read for you verses one through five, which say, if a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a miraculous sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder of which he has spoken takes place, and he says, let us follow other gods, gods you have not known, and let us worship them, you must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. The Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. It is the Lord your God you must follow and him you must revere. Keep his commands and obey him. Serve him and hold fast to him. That prophet or dreamer must be put to death because he preached rebellion against the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt and redeemed you from the land of slavery. He has tried to turn you from the way the Lord your God commanded you to follow. You must purge the evil from among you. That's a pretty tough verse, pretty tough passage there, isn't it? But what is this passage saying? Moses is urging the Israelites to take heed to whom they are talking to and to ensure that they are directly speaking words of truth from the one true God and not leading them into worship of false gods. So, I have two ways, two really big ways that we can identify false teachings or false prophets. And the first thing we need to do is that we have to know that attractive leaders, no matter how enticing or motivating or positive they sound, are not always led by God. New ideas from inspiring people may sound good and enticing and even right, but we need to judge the words that they speak against the words of God, and make sure those two things line up. This is the first way to pick out false teachers. When people claim to speak for God today, here are some questions that you can ask yourself to think critically and discern if their words are truth. Are they telling the truth? This sounds simple, but asking yourself this question can actually help you to pick out fast if you should listen to them. The next thing is, is what they're saying motivated by God? Or is it fleshly of their own accord? Are they speaking out of self to gain influence or are they drawing you nearer to the Lord? If they're not trying to draw you nearer to the Lord and they're doing it out of personal gain, then that's something you need to take heed of. Another question is, is their focus on God? Are they truly working to build God's kingdom and seek out the lost or are they doing it for self edification and praise? And the last question you can ask yourself is, are their words consistent with what you already know to be true? There's nothing new under the sun. So if someone shares some new groundbreaking revelation, you need to give it pause and discern if it's actually factual and true. Now, the world is constantly telling us that what we should believe, right? And if we don't believe it, they cancel us. Or they shame us. We've seen it so many times this past year. If they don't like what you do, they cancel you. And they will really put you through the ringer in order to do that. Not too long ago, my pastor was sharing about standing on the authority of scriptures. And he said something that really stuck out to me. He said, if someone is teaching something that's never been taught before, we should ask the question, why has it never been taught before? Isn't that interesting? If someone is teaching something that's never been taught before, we should ask the question, why has it never been taught before? There's nothing new under the sun. God never changes and his word never changes. And we need to stand on the word as our authority and our standard. Sometimes what we hear sounds so close to the truth that we may miss the falsity in it and claim it as truth for ourselves. This will happen if we're not being careful, if we're not being discerning, and if we're not standing on the word as our authority. Deuteronomy 12, 32 says, So be careful to obey all the commands I give you. You must not add anything to them or subtract anything from them. We need to do the same thing with the scripture. We shouldn't add anything to it or delete anything from it. We shouldn't distort what it says to fit what we want it to say for our own benefit. The world wants to take the word and distort it to mean what they want it to mean, to distort it to right the wrongs and create confusion or create new gospels. Here's something else my pastor said recently that stuck with me. You can't mark your Bible with a yellow highlighter for the things you like and agree with and then sharpie out the other things that you don't like or want to believe, right? You can't sharpie out the things you don't want Or like or believe. This is a God inspired book, and there is a reason that each of these things is in there. And if you read it in context, there's a reason for it all. That's exactly how false gospels like the prosperity gospel are born. The prosperity gospel sounds enticing in nature. If I give a certain amount and ask for a specific thing, I will get it. This gospel picks out specific passages to stand on, but crosses out others. God did come so we could have life and have it abundantly. But was he talking in monetary terms and monetary terms alone? No. Abundance means many things. The prosperity gospel, where it goes wrong, is that it's works-based. The gospel is not works-based. It's grace-based. It's a gift. All we have to do is ask for it. We don't have to do anything in return. And that is powerful. But the prosperity gospel is workspace. You have to do something to get something. And God didn't say he would give us everything he, we wanted, but he did say he would provide for us everything we needed. The prosperity gospel is a workspace gospel. It says you have to do the certain things a certain way in order to be blessed. It also weaves a bit of new age into its premise, premises with manifestation and speaking for what we want and I'm not going to get into that today. I could do a whole episode on it, and maybe I will at some point. But what I want you to know is words really are powerful. I talk about words all the time. The Bible talks about words all the time, and we need to be careful of the words that we speak. But we have to know that we cannot manifest our own desires and our own destinies. God is sovereign and his plans reign. So our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. And what we think our path is might not be our path because God has a different plan. So do you see how changing the meaning of certain scriptures can actually change the gospel? Just ever so slightly. It sounds good. It sounds enticing. But if it's not fully true, then it's actually false. The full Bible is what we stand on. The full Bible is our standard. Do not look to the world to determine the standards you should live by. We are not called to be like the world. And if you are like the world, you have to ask yourself, why? What false teachings did you buy into to be like the world? So the number one way to identify false prophets or false teachings is to measure them against the word of God. God's entire word in context is truth. Who wrote it? Who was it written for? What did this mean to the original hearer? These are just a few questions you can ask when you're reading those scriptures or using them when discerning whether what someone says is biblically sound or not. If it lines up with scripture, you can trust it. If it doesn't, I wouldn't be so eager to believe it or continue to follow that speaker or pastor. Now, the second way that we can discern whether or not someone is speaking for the Lord is to see whether or not their prophecies actually come true. This is an ancient test used for judging prophets. We're going to go back to Deuteronomy, actually chapter 18, and we're going to read a little bit about what I mean by this. So Deuteronomy 18, 17 through 22 says, The Lord said to me, What they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell them everything I command him. If anyone does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name, I myself will call him to account. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded him to say, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, must be put to death. You may say to yourselves, how can we know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? If what the prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously. Do not be afraid of him. Okay, so what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to listen to their words, but we're supposed to watch what happens. I would say the election 2020, 2020 election, Is a perfect example of this. I'm not going to get into it all in the political realm or if the election was good or bad or whatever. That's a whole other topic in itself. But so many prominent pastors or influencers were claiming revelations or telling the future of what would happen, and they sounded so convincing and so hopeful. But what they claimed would happen didn't. Granted, I'm not telling you don't follow those people at all. They may not really be false prophets entirely, but it does show that we can't just take man's word and believe it to be God's truth. We need to align their words with scripture, but we also need to see if what they say actually happens. If not, it most likely was a fleshly desire of the person itself and not a true revelation from God. Does that make sense? So you need to listen to their words, but watch what happens. That's a great way to find out if what they're saying is false or true. So much false hope was predicted in November, and influencers were trying to take control of the situation and build a false belief into us to wait it out and to see that what they said would come true, but it didn't. We took our eyes off our sovereign God and put our trust in man, at least if we were following it, if we were putting our hopes into what they were saying, right? We put our trust in man. It seems like this is really similar to what Moses warned the Israelites of when he told them not to follow anyone trying to take them away from the one true God. We need to fix our eyes on God and his plans and his sovereignty over man and what man says to be true. Now, some people speak the truth while directing you toward God, but others speak persuasively while directing you toward themselves. Sometimes it's hard to discern which it is. Did you know that it's even possible to say all the right things, yet still direct others in the wrong direction? You know, God isn't against new ideas, but he is for discernment. Discernment, meaning the ability to judge these ideas well. When you hear a new, attractive, enticing idea, make sure to examine it carefully against God's word before getting too excited about it or following it. False prophets are around still today, they come in many different forms, and the wise person is going to carefully test their ideas against God's word to discern if these ideas, these new ideas, are truth. The Israelites were warned not to listen to false prophets or to anyone else who tried to get them to worship other gods, even if this person was a close friend or a family member. If we read further into the chapter, into chapter Deuteronomy 13, um, verses six through eight says, if your very own brother or your son or daughter or the wife you love or the closest friend secretly entices you saying, let us go and worship other gods. God, that neither you nor your fathers have known, gods of the people around you, whether near or far, from one end of the land to the other, do not yield to him or listen to him. Show him no pity. Do not spare him or shield him. The temptations to abandon God's commands can really often sneak up on us in the form of someone close to us. We wanna trust the people close to us and we should, right? There are loved ones. And it may not be blatantly in your face. You may not really realize what's happening. Rather, it may come in the form of an enticing whisper from the loved one, which can be very, very persuasive. Our love for our family should not take precedence over our devotion to God. Stay diligently in the word and seek God in prayer. The more you hide his words in your heart, the better equipped you will be when you face the temptation of listening to a false teaching now more than ever is crucial for getting into the word reading the bible for yourself and seeking what the lord actually has for you let him speak to you over the noise of this world don't give into the temptation of following the world's gospel the world does not satisfy but the living god does this year god has been speaking to me in so many different ways But I know he wouldn't be if I wasn't reading and studying the Bible for myself. I've been on a journey to read the Bible this year chronologically, and it's been a fun journey. It's been a little bit tough making sure to get it in every day, and sometimes I've had to catch up or go ahead or whatever. Um, But as I'm studying the Old Testament right now, I'm seeing so much in there about what discernment means and the importance of it. Right now, today. It matters that you don't just take what your pastor or a speaker or an influencer says as truth. It matters that you take what they say and you line it up with the scriptures to ensure that it is biblically sound. Now don't forget to download your Sunday service workbook from my homepage. You can find it on www.redhotmindset.com and you can use it to enhance your quiet time throughout the week. I really love using it because it helps me take that Sunday message, to dive into it a little deeper, to read those scriptures, to get that context, and to really hear God speaking to me about how he wants to use it in my life and actually apply it to my life before I go to listen again next Sunday. I'm not always good at it, but it is something that I have been learning. As we close today, remember what Pastor Jason says. If someone is teaching something that's never been taught before, we should ask the question, why has it never been taught before? That is a question I want to leave you with today. Don't get caught up in the world. Choose to live godly in an ungodly world. That is how you are blessed. God will meet you if you seek him. Will you do that today? I look forward to our time together next week, and in all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.